Hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 614. And today, we're going to go through 10 steps to building your future-proof business for 2019 and beyond. And it's perfect timing because if you're listening to this, the day it airs, which will be December 31st, the day before January 1, 2019, well, this is pretty awesome because I'm excited for 2019 and I hope you guys are too. A lot of people wait for the new year to make big changes and plan big things. I don't know why. Like we can do that anytime. So if you're listening to this in July, go ahead and do it now. Treat July as your January. It doesn't matter. But right now, the time that this airs, it will be just before we turn the page here and start a new year, a fresh year, 2019. And to me, this is the year, okay, for e-commerce, building a brand, a future-proof brand and business by leveraging content and assets and everything that I've been talking about really is going to help you into 2019 and beyond. And if you're about building a, a business, a lifestyle business for the most part, now I know a lot of you are trying to build a business that will allow you to live your life the way that you want to live it, not being strapped to, you know, a nine to five or, you know, a 10 to 10 or whatever your hours are, or, you know, having to put in your, your week's vacation and not knowing if you're going to get it. Uh, like that's terrible. Like that is, that's bad, right? Like I remember working so hard, uh, for five years in a row to get two weeks vacation and then boom, I get I get two weeks vacation. Well, thank you for putting in, you know, a 40 hour week minimum. Usually it was 60, um, to, to get that, that, wow, thank you. You know, and then I'd get five personal days too, maybe like, so I know that a lot of you are trying to build that, that freedom or that flexibility type business. So you can spend more time with your family. And, and that's really what I want to help you with because that's what lights me up. Like that is, and I haven't, I haven't really talked about this too much, but it, probably I'd say the past two and a half, three years since the podcast has been really, you know, out there reaching, you know, thousands of people all over the globe and the, the, the messages that I've been getting and all that stuff, I've realized that it's so much bigger than just me building the business for myself. And I get some people that say, Scott, you know, sometimes emails and sometimes they're nasty emails like, Scott, why don't you just keep building like bigger businesses for yourself? Like why, why do this? Well, cause I like helping people is that, I know that's, that's, you know, rare, you know, that people, you know, are going to help someone without asking them for anything, but you guys are listening to this podcast, right? 614 episodes. And yes, there's been some calls to actions here and there that you can go and get on one of my workshops. And maybe if you want to, you can then invest in one of my trainings or, uh, maybe uh, you've went through my Jungle Scout affiliate link and you've bought me a cup of coffee, right? But I keep showing up regardless if you buy or not. That's the key, right? That's the key in any business, any marketing is just showing up, show up, serve the market, and don't really be worried about, you know, getting something up front. Like I know it will come back, you know, over time. It doesn't have to be from that person, but if I can just help more people, that's to me, that's my life mission. That's really what it is. And to me, it's, yes, we have, you know, started when I was starting this podcast, it was all about starting on Amazon, but now it's really grown into what I've always been doing. And that's building real businesses. Amazon's just that platform that we can leverage pretty quickly. And it takes a lot of the heavy lifting out of the way in the beginning. 
So moving forward, you know, I'm going to be sharing with you what I've learned through the past 15 years from building brick and mortar businesses, from uh, building online digital products businesses, and then building physical products businesses and being fortunate to be able to help other people and learning from their experiences. So that's what lights me up. Will there be, you know, uh, you know, revenue and money that will be earned through the podcast? Of course, but I'm not out there like right now saying like, if you want to listen to this podcast, you have to buy this thing, not doing that. And you shouldn't do that in your business either. Um, you should just be really, really a great asset for your marketplace. All right. So good. Now that I got that out of the way, um, I, I am really excited about this episode because I'm going to break this stuff down. Um, and I'm just going to kind of go through, walk through, you know, each and every step here. One thing I did want to remind you, okay, because it is, uh, let's see, 1231, so December 31st, if you are listening to this, and this will be my my call to action here on this episode, uh, is Brand Accelerator Live. This is my first live conference. I'm doing it in uh, September of 2019 in Fort Worth, Texas, all right? The time that I'm recording this, we are about 25% sold out. Um, we're, we're going to uh, keep it small, 300 or less, okay? So this way here, we don't go over that number, keeping it small, intimate, but Brand Accelerator Live is really going deeper into what we're talking about here, even in today's episode, and being able to help you in those different areas. Yes, Amazon will be a part of that, how to really take advantage of the different tools and the different resources that we have that Amazon gives us, but then also how to build those external channels and assets so we can build that real brand, so we can diversify, so we're not dependent on just that one channel. That doesn't mean you're not going to keep selling on Amazon. Of course you are. Who wouldn't? Why wouldn't you? But why not have those other revenue streams coming in? Like recently, we turned on um, AdThrive, which is an ad network that once you get over a certain number of page impressions, um, you can put that on your blog. We've recently done that. And the time of recording this, we just did a almost a $1,400 month in ad revenue. $1,400 extra coming into the business, not Amazon. That's that. And then affiliate sales through Amazon has been you know anywhere between $500 and $1,000. So it's extra revenue in a brand that we started less than two years ago, but we've constantly put out that content and it's another revenue stream now, right? And we, we want to continue to grow that and we will, all right? But Brand Accelerator Live is where you're going to want to be to really rub elbows with other people that are, are doing exactly what you want to do moving forward and really future-proofing your business and building something that to me is is going to be valuable now, but also in the future and also diversifying. Um, so if you have not grabbed your ticket Right now, early bird pricing is still in effect, so you're going to definitely want to take advantage of that. And the other thing is, it's tax season almost, okay? The minute the clock strikes 12, you know, on uh, December 31st uh, at midnight, well, then you're going to write stuff off for the following year if you do not make those purchases. Now, if you invest into an event, it's education, it's business education, so that's something that we can we can use as a uh, deduction. So why not take advantage of it in 2018? So again, two reasons there. Head on over to brandacceleratorlive.com, grab your ticket. The other uh, link you can go to is theamazingseller.com forward slash live. It's going to be awesome. I've got some really cool things that's going to be happening there, things I can't even mention yet. I've got some special guests that I haven't announced yet. So definitely stay tuned for that, but you're not going to want to miss this. I am going to make this thing epic. So, uh, all right, let's dive in, shall we? Let's get into the 10 steps to building your future-proof business for 2019 and beyond. All right. So we want to create a brand with supporting assets. I already said that, but I'm saying it again. 
All right. And I want you to think about this. I mentioned this in an earlier episode, a couple episodes ago. I want you to think about this. Okay. And it doesn't matter if you're starting, this will apply. If you're already up and running, this will apply. All right. I look at this, at this way of starting a business or this way of growing a business in kind of like two different categories or two different areas of the business, two different phases. Let's call them phases. Phase one is really discovering the market or knowing your market even better than you know it now by niching down, doing all of that stuff. So this way here, when we move into phase two, we're going to have all of those things already kind of figured out. And all we got to do then is execute them. Okay. But the first phase is really finding that market and then niching that down and then finding three to five products, right. That we can sell to that market. All right. That's that's like phase one. Cause that's, that's like a, a shorter term goal. Like we can, we can see revenue coming back into the business pretty quickly. Uh, generally 90 to 120 days, we can be up and running with products. We already know that there's people buying products. We've already done the research. We've went through that whole process and that's like a quick win, right? That's a short term, you know, it's short term, but it'll, it can, it can stay right. It, it's, it's something that we can continue to grow, but we all want quick wins, right? So if that's our first phase target, that's what we're going to do. The second phase of this thing is really the longer term strategy. And that's building out those other assets that could be email lists, that could be communicating with your list, building out autoresponders. Um, it could be Facebook ads. Uh, it could be building out your blog and your YouTube channel and getting traffic organically over time and then being able to monetize it later and diversifying and all of those things. So there's two different phases, but it's critical that you get this right, okay, up front, all right? And I'm going to walk through here these 10 different steps, and you're going to see how this is all kind of laid out for you, all right? So let's get started. Number one, know your market. Now, you've heard me say this before, and I'm going to say it again. You need to know your market, niche down. The days of going out there and finding the fidget spinner and then selling the fidget spinner and then, you know, making a whole bunch of money, those days are over. And, you know, to me, it never really worked only maybe the first five people that jumped in because here's what happens. And this might've already happened to you. Okay. I've seen it happen time and time and time again. All right. You launch that fidget spinner or something, com- you know, comparable, something that's a hot thing right now. Right. And it's easy. They're easy to make. There's no patent on it. It's just easy to make. Okay. So you go to market, boom, you get it out of the gate and it gets mentioned on a TV show or something. Everybody's, you know, flooding there to go buy them. And then you're, you're selling them cause you're first to market. And then another person comes in, they take a little bit, but there's a ton of uh, demand there. So they get, they get a good, a good chunk of it too. And then the third person jumps in and they do, but you start seeing your sales are starting to slip a little bit and you're trying to ramp things up, but you're starting to see that there's more coming in and there's more coming in. And almost like every week you're seeing another five, another five, another five. So how do you get ahead of that? Well, a lot of people are like, I'm just going to go find another product and get ahead of that. And I'll be the first one to market with that one. And then I'll be the first one to market with that one. And then I'll be the first one to market with that one. That's a grind, man. Like you're not building any type of asset. It's always just like, let's find the next thing. You might as well just do retail arbitrage, to be honest with you. It's the same idea. And the the riskier part of this is that you might go, okay, I bought a thousand units. They sold out like really quick. I'm going to go buy 5,000 units. And then by the time that 5,000 units comes in, there's 20 other sellers coming in. How do you, how do you do that now? Now the prices all come down because everybody starts driving the price down. That's not a business model to me. Okay. It just isn't for some people, maybe not me. Okay. I want to build something that I can put all my energy into and build assets that are going to grow over time. Okay. So know your market, find your market, discover your market niche down. Okay. So just really get crystal clear on your market. Okay. And I've used the example before and I'll just do it again. Uh, 
the, the sport and outdoors, sport, sports and outdoors market, right? That could be hunting. It could be fishing. Let's go fishing. All right. So we got fishing and then we go, okay, let's go a little bit deeper. Let's go bass fishing or fly fishing or deep sea fishing. Right. And then we can go, if we want bass fishing, we can go one step down and go kayak bass fishing. Uh, you know, so you see where I'm going with that, right? Understand the market. Okay. So now the second part of this is do the product research right now, okay, to see what the audience is buying and make a list. Now, I would go to Amazon, I'd go to eBay, I'd go to Etsy, all right? Those are three different marketplaces that people are buying products. So I would do the research in that market to see what products are buying. Now, I'm not looking at the products that I'm going to sell right now. All I'm doing is making sure that there's a variety of products being sold. I'm gonna get ideas along the way, that's why I'm making a list, but just spend the time here. Do not get... Do not get sidetracked by thinking you have to figure out all the numbers right now. Numbers do not matter at this point. They will, but not at this point. I just want you to continually make a list. Like we're always thinking of new products that we want to launch. That doesn't mean that we always launch them, but there, if something comes across the, you know, in a, you know, maybe it comes in a news article or there's something that's up and coming or there's a new spin they're going to put on a product or whatever. And then we can tap into that if we want to, or we might not, Right. A lot of the things that I do now, I mean, I have a partner in our new brand and they're always like, you know, here's a, here's a new product. And then I look at it and obviously I'm always looking at the numbers, but if it's not more than $20 right now, cause we have enough products that are $20, um, I want something more now. I want something that's going to be 30 to $50. And the reason is, is because now that we have the cash flow coming in, we can, we can start buying some of these and, and, and uh, selling some of these higher priced items. And that's going to be less competition. And one sale brings in just as much profit as selling three of the smaller ones, right? So that's how you kind of evolve, right? But just to kind of throw it out there, that's what we're doing here with the, you know, with different products. So you don't have to sell them all right now. Just get ideas. You might find some big items that you might want to sell down the line. I did a, uh, I did a, uh, a video where I was showing uh, myself going through like the guitar market because I had my guitar and uh, I was kind of showing people how I would do it if I was going into that market. And I found a guitar stand, but then I found a guitar stand that held seven or nine guitars. So that's a bigger item. It sold for like 70 or I think one even sold for like 99 bucks. And let's say I could get it for 20 bucks, right? Which I probably could. Well, then I would make more profit on that one item. And it's, it's harder for someone else to launch that because it's a $20 item. Most people are trying to find something that's, you know, four to $5, right? So you see where I'm going with that. Okay. Um, the other thing that I would do is I'd start making a list of digital products that could potentially be selling. I'd go to Kindle, see if there's any Kindle books on bass fishing or kayak bass fishing uh, or deep sea fishing or fly fishing. Um, and then I would go to ClickBank, which is uh, ClickBank's a marketplace. And some of the stuff in there is kind of internet marketing. It's kind of spammy. You got to be careful. If there's any product in there that you would think about promoting, because as a digital product, you can promote that too, right? If you start getting traffic coming to your blog and you have a product or you have a, there's, there's a product on ClickBank that's a good product that you don't want to create, but you could split. And a lot of times they'll do commission splits of like 50%. So if they're selling a product for a hundred bucks, you'll get 50 bucks, right? But if you get the traffic and it's targeted, you got a chance of making a couple of those sales a day, right? So ClickBank's another place that I go to kind of just see um, what kind of digital products. It might even give me ideas of, of digital products that I could have created for that brand, all right? So digital products is another side of things that people don't look at, but I would still make a list of those things. I'm not saying I'm gonna do them all. I'm just making the list because I wanna know that these things are there when and if I want to you know, diversify or you know, bring more into the business, all right? So number three is content research, okay? 
what is this market consuming right now? So it's super easy to do this. You go to YouTube, type in how to catch more bass, you know, how to play, uh, you know, scales faster uh, on the guitar, like whatever, right? Just go type in, you know, your, your uh, topic and see if people are searching for things, right? So it could, like I said, how to catch bass in a pond, how to build wood guitar stands. I found that actually when I was looking at the guitar stands and there's a whole bunch of videos getting 20, 30,000 views. Um, so yeah, there's people looking for that stuff. Uh, so that's what I would do there. Go to Google, just see if there's topics, if there's a bunch of topics and I'm not talking just like three things that are being searched for. If there's a bunch of topics that lets me know that when I'm ready to create content, it's going to be possible for me to do it. If I'm, if I go into this thing and I don't do that part of this exercise, then I get into it and I'd be like, all right, now how am I going to get attention in my market? How am I going to be the go-to person? Well, wait a minute. No one even cares about these topics. So now I just wasted my time. Now I got to think of something else that I can do to try to bring attention. So that's not what I want to do. I want to make sure that there's content that I can create when I'm ready um, that people are searching for, okay? And that people are actively consuming, all right? Another good little tool, and they have a free version of this, is Keywords Everywhere. Um, so if you have that, it's, I think it's a, it's, a, it's a Firefox extension, I believe. I forget. I think they have it for Google Chrome too. But you install it. And then as you're on a page, it'll tell you the estimated searches done for those keywords. That's keywords everywhere. Um, I'll link it up in the show notes as well to this episode, which is theamazingseller.com forward slash 614. All right. So that's that, right? So do that before, like if you're just starting right now, like just starting, do this before you even pick your product, right? Because we want to make sure that these boxes are checked. All right. Now, if you already launched a product, Start looking at your market and seeing if you can do some of these other things. See, you can kind of plug and play here, all right? All right, number four, social media research, all right? And what I mean by this is, are there influencers in this space? Is there bass fishermen that people are following on on Instagram, on Facebook, on YouTube? Those are influencers. And I don't, you know, I'm not saying they have to be like, have a million people following them, 20,000. If you've got 20,000 people following you, that'd be pretty cool, right? They've got a little bit of influence there, right? Facebook pages, uh, you can look at how many people have liked that page, but then you can go to Facebook groups. What's the potential is really what we're looking for. So if you were to, to, uh, to uh, create some YouTube stuff, could you be an influencer in this space? Here's the other cool thing. If you did this, just thinking to yourself, I'm just going to create content on YouTube. So this way here, people can, you know, see me demonstrating and maybe doing reviews of these guitars or these fishing poles or whatever, eventually you might build up your own influence. And if you build up your own influence, guess what then happens? You can push your own products, but then other people are going to say, Hey, will you promote my product? And then you can say yes or no. And then if you say yes, you can say, yeah, for 500 bucks, a mention I will, or for a thousand bucks or for 5,000, depending on how much reach you have. So those are things that you can be building on the side that eventually will be payoffs. They will pay you off in the future. Okay. So you just got to look and see what the potential is. All right. Okay, number five, this is a big one, build your home base, okay? Now, this, what I mean by this, this doesn't have to be this massive website. It just needs to be your home. Where is the business's home? Where is the brand's home? Because here's the deal. A lot of people start on Amazon. They do their search on there for a product, but then they're going to jump off of there for a second. They're going to go over to Google, and they're going to maybe look into your brand, you know? And then from there, they're going to see what kind of presence you have. You know, they're going to probably start going into your social media. They're going to probably start going into, uh, you know, other articles that you've written or any of that stuff. 
but at the least you want them to, to see is a presence. You want them to see that you have a home base. You're not just an Amazon seller. Okay. It gives them more, uh, you know, more trust in your brand. All right. Build a very, very basic blog slash website. All right. And I call it a blog, but it's a website. It's blog just means that you're going to be writing content over, you know, over the course of time. Um, it's basically a website. WordPress. I love WordPress. You know, it's free. All you got to do is buy your hosting. You know, if you buy something at, uh, let's see, HostGator, uh, you, you know, again, I'll, I'll link everything up in the show notes. Everything's on my resources page too on that type of stuff. Uh, theamazingseller.com forward slash resources. Um, all of those different types of tools and stuff are, are listed there and hosting and all that stuff. So, um, but that allows you also to put up an opt-in form, which you can then start to build your email list and all of that stuff, but you need that home base. Okay. And I, like I said, even if you went and hired someone to build you a very, very basic three or a five page, uh, you know, blog or website, I mean, it's going to cost you probably less than less than 50 bucks. You know, let's say it's a hundred bucks. Well worth it. Right. And I'm not talking about like this, this, this crazy design thing. I'm talking about just a basic placeholder. That's got your logo there. That's it. Right. And then you have contact us, you have maybe a couple of blog posts, you have about your company, and then maybe you have even some of your products that you sell on Amazon right now. And you just have some, some more, uh, you know, information about those. Um, but that's where you'll start publishing all of the content when you do start. And, um, it's your home base. That's what you want. Um, number six is create a Facebook page or group or both. Um, a page you're, you're always going to have to have a page, in my opinion, if you're going to run any Facebook ads. Okay. Facebook ads need to be run through a Facebook page. So as of right now, anyway, so a Facebook page is great. People, they can like the page. It doesn't mean that they're going to be able to really, or that they're going to interact with the page. They could, um, but it's not like a group or that type of feel, but it's a great place for you to post content. The cool thing about having a page as well is it is the content can be shared. If the content can be shared, then you have more people, there are more chances of people helping you, right? Spread the word. So you want it shareable. Um, the group to me would be second and the group would be, and only do a group if you are going to manage the group or at least have someone that will. You want to, especially in the beginning, you want to be present in that group. Then eventually the group will start to kind of it'll kind of create its own conversations and its own content. Um, but a group's great because it's, you know, you're an advocate for the brand or an advocate for, I'm, you know, a guitar person or I'm a fisherman or, um, or whatever. So that's really, really, um, a good thing. But again, you don't need to do this all. Okay. You do not have to do this all. These are things that can be done along the way. I mean, heck, we just started our YouTube channel, uh, we actually, we, we set one up in the very beginning, but we just put like one or two videos up and then we just like, you know what, we're just going to focus on the, the list building and we're just going to focus, um, you know, on, on the Facebook side of things. And then recently we said, well, wait a minute, we've got a lot of these Facebook lives. Maybe what we should do is have those edited and then upload them to YouTube. So we've done that and we're at just about a thousand subscribers right now in less than like six weeks, which is crazy. Um, some videos have four or 5,000 views already. And, uh, so that's going to be something that we're slowly doing right now. But then again, that's an asset that will be built. And, uh, if we look to sell, that'll be another, another uh, asset that, uh, you know, an investor would say, Oh, that's good. I like that. We got more reach over there. We're diversifying, might get some ad money from YouTube, all that cool stuff. Um, so my point is it does not have to be done overnight. It does not have to be, all right. I'm just kind of laying out these different steps that if you were to write these down, you kind of can go through these in the order that that's best for you. 
okay? Um, but by having the Facebook page, like I said, here's, here's what I would do. Here's another little side tip. If you're ever going to do Facebook Lives, you want to do the Facebook Live on the Facebook page, and then you want to share that inside of your group. And the reason is, is because if you start the Facebook Live in a group, which you can do now, you can't share that, okay? But if you're in the page, you can share it, so then you would just share it in the group, and then people would see it in the group, and then they could share it. So it just allows you to be able to share that piece of content. And another little side tip, if that Facebook Live that you do ends up you know, getting good engagement and people really like it, you can turn that into a, a sponsored post. Uh, you can run money to it from Facebook and then they'll push it out to more people, which is cool. Um, so again, just a side, side note there, not to get overwhelmed or distracted, but that's why I would always start with a page, then a group. Um, that's, that's the order that I would do it. Um, okay, number seven, choose three to five products to potentially source. Okay, and this is generally a 90 day process as far as from the time that you'd settle on the product that you're like, this product I'm going to do, it's got good numbers. I think that I could do a good job with it as far as getting it launched and also getting some traction. There's not a ton of competition um, because it's only selling, you know, 300 a month. I just want to be able to do that as well. And you're going to do a basic launch and, you know, all of that stuff. You're going to run some pay-per-click. It's not overly saturated. Like, that's what we're looking at. So in 90 days, we should be able to have one or two products ready to go and live. All right? So the process here is pretty simple. You got to contact Alibaba, or at least that's where we always start. Find the agent. And then from the agent, we can start negotiating. Um, And that's how we actually found a lot of people ask us, like, how did you find the agent um, that you're working with? Um, and what we did is went to Alibaba, found that person. And then from there, now we're working privately with that person. So we don't even go to Alibaba anymore. We just say, Hey, we, we like this product. We, we seen this one product we really like, can you go and get us some pricing on it? And then they'll go do the research might not even be on Alibaba anymore. Um, global, uh, sourcing is another, uh, good outfit. I haven't used them, but I've heard good things. Sourceify. Um, I've had Nathan on, he's the owner, um, great company as well. I think you have to be at a certain level to use Sourceify, but always reach out um, to, to them if you wanted any questions answered. But again, it, the resources are out there. You just have to go out there and, and find the market, niche it down, find the numbers that you feel or look for the numbers that you feel are going to give you the best chance of, of launching on Amazon and getting some traction, but then also knowing that if you build out these other assets, it's going to help drive sales back to Amazon, which then your competition won't be able to have um, that same push that you will. Um, and that's why we're looking at building these external things, all right? So number eight is create that email list. Now, the email list can come before you launch the products, which it should. Um, We actually started building our email list before we had our first product landed, but we knew the product that we were gonna, that we were gonna sell. So we basically just uh, purchased a couple of products that we knew that people would be interested in and they'd also be interested in ours. So again, if I'm selling a tackle box, then I know that if I had a bass um, fishing pole and I had maybe a vest and a net, and then I know my tackle box would go well with it, then I would offer that stuff as my bundle, knowing that if I offered them a tackle box, they could possibly want to buy it um, down the line. But it also is just really at this stage, uh, getting the audience to raise their hand that I know if I publish content, they'd be interested in as well, right? So like right now, we've got an email list in the new brand of just about 30,000. And generally when I send an email, we will get, well, I'd say approximately around 18 to 20%, sometimes 22, 23% open rate. And then from there, the clicks we generally get over, I'd say 1,200 to 1,800 people that visit our blog from those emails, which is 
pretty good. Um, it's really good, actually. And then the cool thing is, is now that we're monetizing the traffic over on, and what I mean by monetizing, we have ads that are on there um, through AdThrive that are on the blog, we're able now to earn revenue for impressions. So those 1,200, 1,500 people that are coming over, they're acted as impressions. So technically I'm getting paid every time people go there right? So that's a cool little side benefit. And the email list allows us to push that traffic. And not to mention, we can push that, that email list. We can push them over to a Facebook post that we did, and then they could possibly share it there. So a lot of people only look at the email list as like, I want to make money with the email list. An email list can also drive traffic to other assets and also have other people share, um, maybe a contest that you have, or maybe share a special product that, that you're a special price that you're going to have, or a flash sale or any of that stuff, or just maybe a really good post and it goes viral. Um, so there's really some cool things that you can do with that email list. All right. So that's number eight. Um, again, I would do that as soon as possible. If you have your blog created the first thing that I would do is put some type of thing there that they can join your email list, whether that's a weekly newsletter for the, the latest bass fishing tips or something, whatever it is, put something there. That's one thing I wish I've done uh, that I would have done sooner on some of my other businesses that I've done. And I've learned since then that every single, every single uh, business or project is always going to have some type of opt-in, some type of capture email um, form on that even if it's not the best, it needs to be something. Um, actually, I've got someone in my inner circle right now and he built out his blog and he put that up there and he just had like sign up for weekly tips or something. And, um, and he doesn't even know where the traffic is coming from right now. Um, doesn't have a big email list or anything. And I think the last I checked with him in like a week, he had over, I think over like 75 emails, opt-ins. And he's like, I don't even know where they're coming from, but like one post might've got shared or something. Um, but if he didn't have that opt-in form there, he wouldn't have it. So again, just lesson learned there. Um, all right. So create that email list. You can use contests, you can use downloads, um, you know, cheat sheets, checklists, uh, you know, like I said, eBooks, any of that stuff. Um, and then nine is publish content. Okay. Publish content on a regular basis. And you can pick what you want to, uh, to create. Uh, written content, blog post, article style, videos, uh, podcasts. Uh, a lot of people in uh, in this space don't realize that a podcast could be a great a great traffic tool for you and a great relationship build. Um, you know, if you are into bass fishing, you might do a weekly bass fishing recap of the weekend before or something like that. Like if you're into bass fishing, you tune into that on Monday. Be like, oh, I wonder what happened. I wonder what kind of tips they had, or I wonder what kind of things happened then that might turn into a video and then that gets posted on YouTube, right? So the cool thing is you can a lot of times use these different pieces of content in, in a variety of different ways. So again, if you were going to publish a video on YouTube, you could then write about the video on the blog and then embed the video on the blog. So you can kind of use different, you know, different mediums to, uh, to get that, that out there, but then also capitalize on one piece of content. Um, a lot, we can go into that. I'm not going to go into too much here, uh, today on that. But that's number nine is publishing that content and really committing to that process, being, you know, being really committed to doing that on the side and not worry about how much traffic you're getting today. Cause eventually that will start to get some traction once Google starts to give you a little bit of love. All right. Number 10, very simple rinse and repeat. All right. Rinse and repeat. And we can go all the way back to number one and go know your market, get even clearer with the market or maybe go into a sub niche of the niche that you're in and start to, uh, you know, 
go over to another part of that. Like if you're into bass fishing, now you're like, okay, now maybe I'm going to go in and maybe I'm going to start serving that kayak bass fishing market. So see, I just slightly went over. My products could probably still be similar uh, or maybe even the same product could serve the same market. Or maybe you're like, now I'm going to create a fly fishing uh, you know, extension of the brand. And maybe that's the angle you're going to do. But on the blog, you could still publish about bass fishing because you could have a section on that. You can have one on fly fishing. You can have one on deep sea fishing, all of that, right? It doesn't have to be just on that one topic. All right. And then the thing is for like phase two here, it's like 12 to 18 months. You have to give it that kind of time. All right. As far as launching the products, you know, the three to five products, you can do that in the first 12 months. You know, the first 90 days, 120 days, you could have your first product up and launched and getting sales like that can happen. All right. But you got to be doing it. Okay. On a, on a regular, on a regular basis. And like I said, you could use Amazon. You could use a Shopify store. You could use a Facebook store. Uh, if you have a Facebook fan page, you have the, the ability to create your own store on Facebook. You can do that. eBay. Why not throw it up on eBay? See what happens. You got nothing to lose. Etsy, if your product is, uh, you know, will lend itself to Etsy, use that. Um, again, build that email list through a contest and then publish that content on a regular weekly basis. All right. And then organic traffic will start to happen. If you got some social channels out there, that'll help it. Email traffic. And then from there, you can turn on your ads and start to monetize the traffic. All right. So that's kind of like our 12 to 18 month process. All right. And it's not that complicated. It does take some work, but if all you do is just focus on that model, if all you're doing is, is trying to find that next hot product, it's going to be risky. And it's not something that an investor would even want to invest in because what happens when that fizzles out, right? This here is what we, what we call future proofing your business and building a real business. And it's following these steps. All right. And yes, there's work to be done, but it's not work you can't do. And if you don't know it now, you'll learn it, all right? Just in time learning. My good friend, Pat Flynn, you know, instilled that in me. And I think he learned it from someone else. But I want to, you know, give that to you guys. Like, really understand that you don't need to know it all now, all right? So you might want to go back and listen to this one again, all right? You might because there's some steps there, all right? There are some steps there, but uh, it's stuff that you definitely, definitely can do. And this right here, like I just went through, is definitely what we're going to be talking about at Brand Accelerator Live in 2019 in Fort Worth, Texas. So again, if you do not have a ticket yet, whether you are listening to this just before 2019 is here, or if you listen to it after and uh, it's not September yet, um, definitely go grab your ticket. You're not going to want to miss this. It's going to be awesome. Um, and we are going to be focusing on this right here. All right. So brandacceleratorlive.com or theamazingseller.com forward slash Live And the show notes to this episode can be found at theamazingseller.com forward slash 614. All right. So again, if you are listening to this just before January 1st, 2019, what a heck of a year and what a heck of a year we're about to have together. All right. So guys, that's it. That's going to wrap it up. As always, remember, I'm here for you. I believe in you and I am rooting for you. But you have to, you have to come on, say it with me, say it loud, say it proud, take action. Have an awesome, amazing day. I'll see you right back here on the next episode.